Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a terrific day today so far, and be sure to check out the product of the week. It'll be going up on the website here shortly. The magnesium and malate acid, that is our capsule formula, extremely good for healthy muscle function, healthy nerve conduction, Great product on sale right now, product of the week. Y'all voted. It won magnesium and malate acid, so be sure to check it out along with the other specials we have right now, including the healthy immune system on sale and the ultimate multiple powder that will be on sale for the next couple days left on the 15% off mega sale. That's our ultimate multiple powder. And getting into a lot of topics, I've been looking at a lot of stuff this morning, and I found it very interesting. We had another train derail in Nebraska Hazmat team's been dispatched. Apparently, this one was carrying coal only, no true extreme hazardous materials like in Ohio. But there is obviously something very significant happening right now, whether or not this is – these are incidences that are being done intentionally. You know, these are being sabotaged. I don't know. It could be. Or we're seeing the lack of maintenance and lack of manpower – uh, really starting to show its head now on the entire infrastructure of the United States. It was interesting. One of the in- individuals they interviewed over by the area in Gothenburg, Nebraska, where it derailed, they went on to say that this has been happening repeatedly now in their area, even on a small scale. They said the rail company keeps laying off people, but building longer and longer trains with less people to maintain the tracks and the trains. And this is marking the third major derailment that occurred in the United States just in the last two weeks. And there's been other small ones, but these another big one. And so these things are starting to occur at a rapid, rapid rate now. And so you got to ask yourself the question, you know, is this being done intentionally? Is this being done, you know, by the deep state to continue to reduce the functionality of the United States? I don't know. Your call, you guys figure it out. Let me know what you think. Also, too, in other news, I found this to be also very interesting. The COVID vaccine manufacturer, the RNA manufacturer Moderna now, has backpedaled on their January plan to charge up to $130 per dose for the COVID shot. This is insanity to me, though. The fact that they even are that arrogant, they would charge that much for a shot that they have blatantly said it costs about $2 to manufacture And uh, they're now promising that people won't have to pay for the jab once the U.S. government stops buying the shots. (laughs) They're so desperate to continue to inject people that they're now saying they're going to give the shots away for free. They said Moderna remains committed to ensuring that people in the United States have access to the COVID vaccine, regardless of ability to pay. We will continue to be available at no cost for insured people, whether they receive them from their doctor's offices or local pharmacies. Those without insurance or whose insurance is adequate, they will also be able to get the shot at no cost via the Moderna assistance program. And it's it's kind of funny to me because if you watch it from the desperate marketing sales attempt that the COVID RNA gene therapy injection campaign went along with, and I told you guys this in detail if you remember They came out from the very beginning in 2021, right when they came out, and they said, listen, 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 this is only for older individuals and people that are high risk. We don't have enough shots for everybody, but everybody needs to get in line right now. You get your shot. We don't have enough, but we'll try to to do the best we can. Then it came to, okay, we have enough shots. Now, if you get the shots, you don't have to wear a mask. 
Then it came to, oh, well, you don't, you still have to wear a mask even if you get the shot because apparently the shot doesn't work at all. And then it came to, oh, now you really need to get the shot if you work in any sector of healthcare. It's mandated. And then it went, oh, well, now we're going to sick OSHA on every single company in the entire United States. And OSHA is going to start fining employers if they do not mandate that their employees get an experimental RNA shot. Now it's we're going to give the shot away for free because we have such a glut of them and nobody wants to take them because everybody's getting severe side effects from them. And, uh, yeah, so you guys just please take them. Please take them for free. Anybody, please. And I've talked to a friend of mine the other day, and he had a, a family member that was actually being forced to in their job, and they ended up getting terminated over it, and they're actually in the middle of a lawsuit. And I said, good, good riddance. I said, these lawsuits need to be going on at an exponential pace right now. I told everybody when it was happening, I said, there is no legal basis to terminate somebody that has a religious exemption or a strongly held religious belief into not getting an experimental shot. You cannot be terminated for having a strongly held religious belief. It's illegal, but yet companies were doing it. Because allegedly OSHA was going to start fining everybody, and then you had the Supreme Court finally step in and say, dude, this isn't even remotely legitimate or legal. We can't do this. But yet here we are now in 2023, and yet the, now the manufacturers of these shots are so desperate to keep people injecting gene therapy into their bodies, they're now giving them away for free. Isn't surprising, but again, shows you the desperation to continue to make people as sick, as sick and sick as they can get on a regular basis. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well, and I want to bring this up because nobody's really covered this very much. Romania has now extended Andrew Tate and his brother's jail extension for a third time. Now, this has been a very controversial individual, and I've brought this up in the past. This guy was very big on social media, and he was encouraging young men to be men and actually talked about breaking out of the matrix. And about 70, 60 to 70 percent of what he said, he was 100 percent accurate on. Now, some stuff he said he was a little far-fetched. But for the most part, he was encouraging a lot of individuals to really wake up and see what the government is doing to you, and he was very vocal during COVID. And, of course, they arrested him in Romania for allegedly human trafficking, and the charges now had been so trumped up. And I told you guys it was very strange because allegedly four girls that were doing webcam footage allegedly for him uh, snitched on him and said that they were being held without against their will. And then later to come to find out now, none of those girls will even testify, and two of them have now said that no, none of it is true. But yet he's being held without bond in Romania, extension for a third time now. He's had over $3.5 million of his assets seized, including numerous vehicles, numerous houses. And what's crazy about this now, listen, this is, this is what happens when you have an out-of-control government. It says, according to the insider, Romanian authorities have confirmed that they took the luxury cars – to sustain the cost of the investigation and to be used as collateral to fund reparations. So they're literally seizing his houses in vehicles to fund the investigation into him, which, by the way, they have not brought any new evidence whatsoever towards him in the last two months. He's being held essentially in solitary confinement with his brother. And this is interesting because if you guys know the story, he absolutely ousted Greta, uh, Greta, whatever her name is, the, the moron child that loves to get all mad and yell at adults about everybody's killing everybody. And, uh, uh, Gre Greta Thunberg. That's it. Yes, thank you. 
and uh, was blasting her on Twitter. And suddenly, all of a sudden, he got raided the next morning. Full SWAT team, 30, 30 man SWAT team comes and arrests him out in handcuffs. And it was just like Roger Stone, 4 a.m., no knock search warrant. They're dragging him out, all these guys, full military gear, full kit. And of course, there's like eight cameras all on record with all their lights on, all the media in the area standing outside recording him as he's being drug out of his house, just like Roger Stone. And I have told you guys and anybody that has been involved in law enforcement or any type of events like that, you guys know very well that there is no aspect of where the media is allowed to be involved directly in the middle of a search warrant or investigation, period. They may have an area that's roped off that they can report on, but they're never allowed up next to the door watching the SWAT raid unfold and watching everybody come out. So interesting to see this. It's not surprising to me as vocal as he has been in calling out a lot of individuals, including the World Economic Forum. And uh, now again, you see what happens when you start talking about who's really running the show, find out who you can't criticize, and you'll find out who's operating everything. What do you think, Deb? You know, Austin, when you see these no-knock search warrants being done in the middle of the night, it, it kind of puts a shill up everybody's spine who has a gun in their house. Just quite frankly, it does. Because you don't know if it's police, you don't know if you've got an intruder coming in, you don't know if you've got a burglar coming in. I mean, these things should be completely and totally outlawed. They really do. And I understand why, you know, sometimes legitimately they're doing this, but it's not worth the risk to the individuals in the house that have not been convicted of a crime whatsoever. They may be charged with a crime or they may be investigation under a crime. But, you know, to come into their house in the middle of the night while somebody's asleep and startle them. I mean, you got to have you got to realize whenever you do that, that is super, super dangerous. And I don't know why they can't just you know do things and just arrest people out in the open light when they're walking around their house or whatever. Well, this has to happen. I guess it's easier for them from a you know, statistical or not statistical a logistics standpoint to come in and do something in the middle of the night, and it may actually reduce the risks of problems associated with you know return gunfire. But gosh, I mean, think about it. you're laying in bed at three o'clock in the morning, the front door gets kicked in, you don't know who it is, nobody has any idea who it is. You're completely asleep. And, you know, and, and now, you know, you've got a weapon by your bed and they come running in and you don't know if they're a home invasion. If you don't know this is some type of, you know, you know, craziness that's going on for some gang group around the town. You don't know who it is. I mean, it's a nightmare to think through that scenario and how bad it would be and if, if that happened to any individual. And, it, it, and again, it goes back into complete fear. It was It's interesting that the, the, the Nazis did this years ago. I was in Germany and I was talking to one of my relatives who had been alive during the war. And she told me, she said, if anybody opposed Hitler, she said what they would do in the middle of the night, the Gestapo or the SS or whoever they picked to come in there and do it, local police, that make a difference. And they would come in and they would kick the front door in at three in the morning. And then they would drag everybody out under gunpoint in the house, the husband, the wives, the children. Now, remember, this isn't just, this isn't just Jews. You know, the Nazis were equal opportunity. If anybody said anything about anything that was against Hitler, it didn't make any difference. You were taken away because the only party in Germany at that time was Nazi party. Everything else pretty much been banned. And she said if, if someone in the neighborhood spoke out against Hitler, against the policies of the Third Reich, and at 3 o'clock in the morning, they would do a no-knock search warrant. They would kick the front door and knock it off the hinges, and they would haul the people off along with all their children. And I asked her, I said, well, did you ever see those people again? She goes, no, they never came back. They never came back. You know, it was just a complete and total fear of the population. Everybody then in the whole neighborhood realized – 
you don't say anything against the Third Reich or the Fatherland or the Hitler or, Hitler or the Nazis or anything else. Or you just you take it away. And I said, well, what happened to the house? She says it was interesting. She said they would leave it open for like a week and unlocked, and everybody knew at that point that anybody could go in and take anything they wanted as far as furniture or food or, or clothing or anything because these people weren't coming back. And then after about a week, they would come in there with, with a bulldozer and dump trucks, and they would actually load the house up, destroy it, take it down to the foundation, take the slab out, and then put it in dump trucks and haul it off. And then the next week, the whole thing would be resodded, grass would be re-rolled out. It would be as if, as, it would be as if they never, ever existed. And, of course, they get stuck on a train to Auschwitz. You know, it's a slave labor camp. You know, people think there were only Jews in these camps. There wasn't. There was <laughs> anybody who opposed the Third Reich, whether they were gypsies or Germans or German patriots. It didn't make any difference. Anybody who said something about Hitler, that's why so many Germans fled World War II that were not, that were not Nazis. Because when the Third Reich came in like that, it came in with an iron boot, and it put it on the necks of everybody. Now, the nationalism was so fierce in Germany with these giant Nuremberg rallies and all the other stuff that you can watch on the videotapes. I mean, it'll if you actually look at it from a historical standpoint, the massive amount of crowd control that Goebbels did and the rest of them did, and Hitler did, was unprecedented that I've ever seen in modern history. And the German people, because they've been so taken back and destroyed from the Versailles Treaty, uh, they wanted out of that mess, and they wanted to have their nationalism back. They wanted to have their industry back because it was like – it's like, like Harley said yes on yesterday's show. The British were scared to death of Hitler and his ability and the German people's ability to produce goods and services. They did not want to compete against Germany, so it was easier from an institutional standpoint to destroy them. Remember, the British government was taken over, as we talked on yesterday's show, in detail with the Napoleonic Wars when they basically had their – they, they, they had their entire stock market and the assets of Britain seized by the Rothschild banking cartel from the Bank of England, from the, from, from the city of London. And what ended up happening is since that point, since the late 1700s, England has been run by these international banking cartels along with the other oligarchs. We talked about it in depth. This is the same group that brought the – in 1812, that brought the Federal Reserve Bank to the United States. And then you know Jackson got rid of that 20 years later, and then – we had multiple presidents get assassinated, including Lincoln, who I didn't care for, who basically wanted to not put that Federal Reserve Bank back in because of what had happened. And, and, and as like Hardy said, in the late 1800s with Bismarck in Germany, he got rid of the Rothschild banking cartel. and He put in an independent central bank, and all the other countries in Europe wanted to do the same thing. And Germany had, Germany had unprecedented eco economy. See, if you could print the money as needed by Congress, and you don't have to issue a debt-based currency that interest, has interest that has to be paid back, and you just put the money into circulation for the people to use – there's no national debt because the debt's not there because there's no interest that has to be paid. And this is what people really, the vast majority of the population, doesn't understand. The interest is never printed in a debt-based economy. So you get deeper and deeper and deeper into debt with you know, the Rothschild banking cartel with ever, without ever having the ability to pay it off. This is one of the big problems they had with Germany. Germany's exports were so strong that they – and this is what I'm talking about now. Their exports were so strong that they were able to maintain – a basically a debt-free economy as far as they had so much money coming in they could keep their national debt paid off. That's why they had to sign Germany on to all of the debt with Greece and Italy and all the rest of it to force the German people in submission into bondage. And then, of course, they brought in just unbelievable millions and millions and millions of foreign invaders you know, through Libya after you know, Gaddafi was taken out because he told them all what would happen if he was taken out, and that has destroyed the structural unity and the economies of Germany now because they're being forced, as in Cloward and Piven, forced the United States 
to produce an economy that was going to be covering and being destroyed by social welfare systems. And that's where Germany is. And Germany's, so many Germans have left Germany that the Germans have stopped raising little Germans. They're not there anymore. You go over there, they walk in fear. They're afraid to say anything about World War II. They're afraid to use certain words because they're forbidden, which means forbidden. If they use certain words, they get arrested immediately and get hauled off to jail. It's just the way it is in Germany now. And, and that's why you know, Germany is still an occupied state under NATO. And so they're still being subjected to the boot of tyranny of Britain and the United States and the Rothschild banking cartel now for the past 70 years. I mean, it's just, you, start, you start to think about 70. It's actually longer than that. It's almost you know, 75 years. And the German people have become completely and totally indoctrinated into basically kissing the boot. Now, not all of them. There's still some German, some German patriots that want freedom back. They, they've had enough of it you know, because their grandparents and great-grandparents told them what it was like before they basically became you know, a vassal state of the Rothschilds in the United States. So all of this stuff is happening around us as we speak, and you sit back and you look at it and you go, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. Why in the world would they do this? Well, why do they, why do, they do everything? I mean, I mean, think about it for a second. Let's look at, the, look at, let's look at this lab-grown meat now. You know, they're growing chicken in a laboratory, all right? You know, these tumors, they shape them, they cut them to make them look like meat. So you get a chicken breast that's made out of a laboratory, and they, you can grill it. It'll look like chicken. It'll taste like chicken. But the problem with this is what, what is this stuff? And, and here's, here's what happens with it. These products, these chicken products or any of the products they're growing in laboratories, they start dividing uncontrollably. I mean, they start dividing under the right, under, under, uncontrollably, under the right conditions. Animal cells can be grown, grown in a petri dish, or even at scale at factories, are full of stainless steel drums. For decades, companies such as Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson have cultured large volumes of cells to produce vaccines, monoclonal antibodies, and other biotherapeutics. Now we might as well go and start eating these things too. This is meat, Upside Foods Incorporated chief executive officer Valetti said in the industry conference a little bit more than a year ago. Calling it anything else, I think, is going to be misleading. On a cellular level, alternative protein advocates say it's no difference, and that's 99.99% true. The big honking asterisk is that – listen to this. This is real important. The big honking asterisk is that normal meat cells don't just keep dividing forever. To get the cell cultures to grow at rates big enough to power a business, several companies are quietly using what they're called immortalized cells, something most people never even would never eat intentionally. Immortalized cells are a staple of medical research, but they are technically speaking precancerous and can be in some cases fully cancerous. That's why they divide and divide and divide and divide. But you don't have to worry about this, though. Prominent cancer researchers tell Bloomberg Businessweek that because these cells aren't human, it's essentially impossible, essentially impossible, not impossible, but essentially impossible for people who eat them to get cancer from them or the precancerous or cancerous cells to replicate inside people at all. Wait a minute. They're telling us to eat cancer tumors, okay? What's wrong with that picture? I mean, that's just insanity. Of course, the facts might not matter. Much of ranchers or other players in the traditional meat industry felt threatened enough to declare public relations war. It's all too easy to imagine misleading Fox you know, News listeners about chicken tumors and cancer burgers. This is what the article says. But most of the scientists say in the story that the worst case is our digestive system would break down any animal cancer cells we ate, which is simply not true. If we wanted to, I guess we could eat malignant chicken tumors by the bucket load. Now, stop for a second. Let's think about that. How many people want to go out and cut the tumors off of a chicken and eat them? And that's what we're doing here with this stuff, apparently. It seems to be that way. I'm asking that question. This is rhetorical, I guess. 
And the, the sad part about this is it never, ever ends with these clowns. They don't want us to be humans anymore. They want us to eat slop out of a Petri dish or slop out of a stainless steel container that's growing cancerous tumors. Look what the GMO industry has done to the intestinal tracts of the people in the United States. Look at how many people now have intestinal issues. Look what the statin drugs have done to the kidneys. Look how many people are having to go through kidney dialysis now in the United States. Look what the mRNA shots have done as far as causing all of these people, so many of the people who took these injections, to be suffering from cardiovascular disorders, including stroke and blood clots and heart attacks. It never ends because, remember, these entities that run this planet, this battle is not against flesh and blood. And I've said this to you over and over. I'm going to say it again. They don't like you. Just a newsflash, just a real quick, you know, understanding in case anybody missed out on that memo. They hate you because you're created in the image of the Most High God. We have a three-dimensional transformer in us. It's called our DNA. That's an uplink to God Almighty. We have a soul. They don't have that. They're so jealous of you that they want to be you. God gave you the ability to change the fabric of space-time by the use of scalar energy. But when you pray, when you speak, and when you think, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He's given you the ability to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. They hate you for that. And the problem is they're jealous. And the Bible says where there is jealousy and envy, there is every evil work. And because they're jealous of you, they want to be you, but they can't be you because they don't have a soul. So they want to make sure they destroy God's creation because they hate him so much. This goes back to the angel wars that we talked about a couple of weeks ago when I talked about we'll be doing a show on that. And I'm, I'm planning – I'm still working on that. It's going to be a really good show when I do it, by the way. And so we have to understand who these people are and what they are. They're not from around here. Their empathy has been bred out. These are psychopaths. They want you to eat cancer tumors. The other day I was talking to a friend of mine. And they were talking about eating pork. Now, let's just walk through this for a second with pork. You know, pork is not the other one, the white meat. It's the other toxic-filled, parasite-infested meat. That's all it is. It's a bad product, period. The Bible tells you not to eat it. People want to listen to the Bible. They don't want to listen to the Bible. And my friend said, well, that's because they didn't have proper refrigeration back in the old days. And if pork's properly refrigerated and properly cooked, it's okay to eat. And I looked at her. I said, okay, we'll go with that. So you're telling me that if you cook it properly and you have worms in it and trachyna larvae in it and you basically cook them six, 700 degrees to kill them, that then you could eat the dead cooked worms in the pork. And she looked at me kind of funny. She says, what do you mean? I said, you're not getting rid of the worms. You're just cooking the worms, and you're eating the worms. I said, how about if you had a steak that had a giant tapeworm wrapped up inside of it, and you cooked the steak and the tapeworms inside of the steak, and now you're cutting the steak, and you see the tapeworm inside of it because it's not microscopic, and now you're eating the tapeworm along with the steak. I said, why would you do that? She said, I would never do that. I said, what do you think you're doing when you cook contaminated pork and you try to kill the trichina, which, by the way, is almost impossible with you know, regular kitchens. And you do all that, and now you're eating the dead-cooked parasites. I said, why would you want to do that? She goes, well, most you know, meats have parasites in them. I said, well, that's true. If, if they're not cooked properly, I said, they can't have them. I said, that's why it's important to go on a parasite cleanse on a regular basis. I said, but trichina larvae is different. It gets inside of your muscle tissue. You can't just get rid of it. It's hard to get rid of. And we need to understand that. That's why God said in the Old Testament – there's certain things that are good, certain things that are bad. He said certain things that are give you life, certain things are going to kill you. And then he says, I'm setting before you today life and death. That's what he says. And then he goes, choose life. He has to give them the cliff notes. These ancient Israelites are so stupid that they have to be given cliff notes. And you, throughout the Old Testament, you keep seeing them sacrificing their children to Baal and God doing this stuff and God punishing them, and they won't stop. But then again, think about it. The other day – and I mentioned this, you know, on Monday, I was at, you know, Siesta Beach, they're south of Bradenton, 
south of Sarasota, one of the nicest beaches in the world. And we had red tide. Pneumonia was so strong that, you know, I started coughing and hacking as soon as I walked out of the beach from the ammonia smell. And yet there were thousands and thousands of people still laying in the ammonia. And you kind of stop and you go, wait a minute, this isn't okay. Why do I want to, you know, eat, you know, and drink and or put anything poisonous in my body, including, you know, ammonia gas. And so it's, it's interesting when you see this. And so you think, are human beings that dumb now? Well, you guys aren't. I'm not. Austin's not. When people listen to the Ted and Austin Brower show and some of the other broadcasts that are actually real. They know what's going on. But the vast majority of the people, sadly to say, have become completely dumbed down. They don't have any idea what's going on. They don't care. They just want to be left alone. They want to have their life. They want to have their delusions. And I'm not saying illusion. I'm saying delusions. And they want to have the ability to think that everything's okay, that we're not really having a situation or problem here with the money reserve system and, and people basically looking at inflation and all the other things that are happening around us. They just want to have the ability just to pretend like nothing has happened and nothing's going on. They want to just pretend that they're going to, they just want to stay into the matrix plugged into it, and they never want to think about anything. I see that scenario all the time when I go out in the public. But then suddenly you'll find somebody like a few months ago, I was up at the Biltmore State. I mentioned this when it happened, and I had a lady pushing a little baby like three months old in a, in a carriage, and her husband was a complete and total moron, idiot. But forgive me, guys. You know, not all, A lot of you guys are really smart, got that, but this, but this guy was an idiot. And, uh, and I started asking her if she's going to give the child the mRNA vaccine. She goes, absolutely not. I would never do an untested vaccine on my baby. And I said, bravo. And I started talking to her about the other shots and the mRNA shots. And I started talking to her about the fact that I had written a book on this topic and the, my massive cause of autism and all the other things we have from the heavy metals that are contaminated in these vaccines and the adjuvants, et cetera, et cetera. And she was completely engaged with me. The guy, on the other hand, was bored. He didn't want to talk about any of this stuff. He didn't care. He was an absentee dad. He wasn't even thinking about what was being done with the child. And I see that all the time. A lot of men, they don't think about what's going on with their children because they have a career, which in many cases that's really, really important because they're supplying the financial needs and the security for the family. And hopefully they're engaged in that. But they allow their wife or their significant other to basically do whatever she wants to do as far as from a health standpoint with the kids. And they never get involved in making those types of decisions. That's mistake, men. That's a big mistake. You know, if you know that vaccines cause autism, if you know that, why in the world would you subject yourself to the decisions made by other family members that will cause autism that will make you at that point required to take care of this child for the rest of his life or her life with autism? Why would you allow yourself to be put into that scenario? The answer is no, you don't. You buckle up. You, you stiffen up. You, know, you, you basically get some testosterone and you go, no, let's do some investigation on this before we inject these children. Let's make sure that we're not going to hurt this child because this child's going to be our responsibility for the next 18, 20 years. And if they get sick and they become autistic, they're not a responsibility for the next 18 years. They're responsible for our next 60 years. And, you know, we won't even be here and who's going to take care of them after we do this. So why are we going to make this choice, this decision right now that could cause harm to this child for their entire lifespan? So let's think through this first. But again, that takes you know concrete, rational thought to do that. And, and if you don't have the concrete, rational thought, you know, you're know you not going to be able to think through it like that. You have to think through both sides of the argument. Okay, what are the benefits? Like Fitzgerald said, he's the guy who wrote The Great, great Gatsby. He was, he was a great author, but he really had a horrible personal life. He was an alcoholic. But he did say you have to have the ability to think of something on both sides of the argument to show true intelligence, to be able to analyze it from both sides. That's what you have to do. 
when you look at these vaccines and these children and what you're going to give these children. If you know that soy protein will change brain chemistry from that of a male to that of a female within the first three months of soy formula with a little boy, why would you do that? Why would you not use you know raw certified goat's milk, state certified? Why would you not add what you need to as far as the nutrients to be put into that? Why would you not try that first before you put them on a soy plant-based product full of estrogen? I don't know. It, it, it boggles my mind that people can't think through any of this stuff. But again, it's the, comp- it's the ability to have concrete, rational thought like Maslow said in his hierarchy of needs. It's the ability to take the solutions and look at them from a standpoint of, hey, what's the best choice for my family? By the way, just change the topic. Home sales have sunk now for the 12th straight month as mortgage rates remain stubbornly high. Existing sales across the country fell another fell a whopping 36.9% from January a year ago. By the way, that's that's an, I've never heard of a drop like that, a 40% drop within a 12-month period. The National Association of Realtors on Tuesday published a monthly update which showed that existing home sales fell for the 12th straight month of January. The inventory of unsold existing homes grew from a prior month of 980,000 to, uh, to, 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 to as mortgage rates above, as mortgage rates remain above six percent for the 30-year fixed, the median existing home sale price increased by 1.3 percent from a year ago to 359,000. Now, why has that happened? Well, the reason the median existing the median existing home price sales price increased 1.3 percent is that people have taken out second and third mortgages on their home as the equity grew, and now they're stuck in a situation where they owe more money on the house than the house is worth. And so they're having to raise the prices up, which is causing the drop even more because now with the prices even higher, with the higher interest rates, the payments go through the roof. You see that in the car industry, which is basically drops way off also because now the car that was costing you know $600 a month is costing $900 a month. And we mentioned repeatedly two years ago not to buy overvalued and overinflated used cars that had twenty and $30,000 denims on them, and people did that too. And hopefully none of you guys did because you guys are really smart. But the reality is you don't be upside down in an automobile either. It's one of the primary causes of bankruptcy, again, is over-indebted in automobile sales. I have a, a person that I know had a real nice Honda Civic, traded it. This is back 20, 30 years ago. Had a real nice Honda Civic. You know, got mad you know, and decided to get rid of the Honda Civic. Got mad at the individual who helped buy the car for her, Turned right around and got a Mitsubishi that broke down like five times and left her stranded. Traded that in. On a Ford, you know, Explorer, fifteen, sixteen, eighteen thousand dollars upside down on the Explorer, thousand dollar a month car payment. I mean, it was thirty years ago, thousand dollar a month car payment for an Explorer, which was ridiculous, should have been like two hundred dollars a month. And what ended up happening? It ended up pushing over to the link over to the brink to bankruptcy. It happens all the time. So be very, very careful with what you're doing with your money right now. Be very, very careful with your investments right now, and realize that. It doesn't have to be done today in most cases. Now, sometimes it does, but in most cases, you sit on it for a minute and think through it and not get in a rush. And I would say it this way. If you don't know, don't go. If you're not quite sure about something, don't get involved in it. Don't be, don't be pushing, your, pushing this for yourself. Don't be doing all that because you got to realize that if you force yourself into a situation you don't want to be in, it's not going to be beneficial to anybody. It's not. And chances are you're going to make a mistake. If your car is running great and it's just because you've got a few miles on it, just sit back and, especially if it's paid for, just enjoy the car. You say, well, I've had I had a Monte Carlo back in college. I'll never forget this. I had a '73 Monte Carlo, and I kept that car until almost ten almost ten years. It was paid for. I could do my own points and plugs. I could change all the. I could do everything. I could do my work on. It. I could change the oil on it, and I worked on that car. I, I knew how to set the points. I knew how to. I, I knew how to do everything with the car, and I loved it. 
and I, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I had, it was a 1973 Monte Carlo with swivel bucket seats. <laughs> you can believe that. The seats actually swiveled let you out of the car. It was really nice. And it was just a, it was, it was a fun car to have. It was, it was, it was a great car to have through college and it was a blast. And, but then I it came to a point it needed to go away and it was all painted. I mean, it held fresh paint on a fresh transmission on a car ran great. And I sold it to a guy who basically was an, it was at that point was a, was a relative of mine, not any longer. And he wrecked the car the first week. Second week, he wrecked it again. I mean, completely trashed the vehicle out because he'd made bad choices. He got to drive drink and he loved to do drugs. And I thought to myself, wow. And then he didn't want to make the payments on the car to me because he had wrecked it. So it wasn't worth anything anymore because he had destroyed it. So I had to go to his parents, who I knew very well, and get them to tell him. And I believe that personally, I believe they're the ones who made the payments on it because the guy was such a just a bad decision maker. I'll say it that way. But it's one of those things, guys. Make good decisions. Think through it. I, I want to say something else too. Uh, here a few weeks ago, one of you guys, or ladies, or I'm not going to mention who it was, sent Austin and I some uh, some silver coins. Thank you for that. That was really, really, really nice. I, you know, when you get stuff like you know silver coins, American Eagles like that, it, it really is super nice, and I really appreciated that. And I want to make that public announcement on the show that I appreciate you guys doing that. Thank you so much, Austin. What do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Oh, you're absolutely right. I was um, I was extremely excited. Anybody knows me knows I love precious metals, <laughs> and it was really cool to see that and uh, open it up. And uh, you know, that's one thing that I've encouraged a lot of people to do is you know. I'm not giving you financial advice, but look at other options sometimes outside of the system and outside of the matrix. One thing about it is silver has been used as currency pretty much since the beginning of trade and bartering. It's here now. It will be here later on, and it will continue to be on. Now, it may decrease as far as the amount of people who are using it and transferring it, but at the end of the day, it's a precious industrial metal. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be used continually as long as human beings are alive. And that's why I've always told people if you look at what they've done now with the massive inflation in the market, it was all done intentionally. And they've been shorting the metals market repeatedly to continue to suppress it so nobody realizes what it actually is and how important it is. That's why if you look right now, you'll see spot prices on silver like $20, $21 an ounce, right? You're not finding any minted coins for $21 an ounce, silver, nowhere, not a single place. You look at American Eagles, most of them are in the mid-30s. They got $10 and $15 premiums over spot price. Why is that? It's because nobody is able to get them for $21 an ounce, period. And so what's happened is now the real actual consumer – tangible asset of silver that market is starting to become disconnected from the manipulated paper market that we see where they do the naked shorts and they run the price up and they run the price down and they constantly manipulate the market and they never take possession of it in physical silver they just settle it out on paper flip it make a couple bucks rinse and repeat every single day so just something to look at i always encourage people to continually think outside of the box and you know it's interesting that you're bringing up as far as what's going on with the mortgages and the interest rates and you know this whole entire thing was set up from the beginning you can't pump six seven trillion dollars into the market like they did during covid and not expect this exact thing to happen as far as mass inflation and then what do they do they go oh this is because of covid covid did this it's not the seven trillion dollars we injected in the market it's covid's fault so we got to raise the interest rates down and now they're pricing people out of the market they're saying that next month is going to be one of the largest eviction rate months in recent history 
And why is that? Well, it's because they want people to own nothing and love it. I've told you guys around here, even in Central Florida, I've never seen this before in my life, but there's subdivisions being built that are for lease only. And I don't mean just like duplexes or apartments. I mean houses, true full-size houses in subdivisions, lease only. You go in and sign a one-year, two-year, three-year lease. They lock you into a price. Oh, I, I'm locked in now. You know, I'm only going to pay $2,000 a month. I got a good price on it, and uh, you know, I'm in a three-year lease. The problem with that is nobody's bothering to look at is that you never own anything. You never own it in three years. They say, oh, if you want to re-sign your lease, it's going to be 4000 a month now, and uh, if not, you can get out and hand the keys over. You go, but I've put $72,000 in cash in this house in the last three years. Yeah, cool story. Um, you can get out now or we can evict you. Either one, your lease is up, or you can pay the $4,000 a month. That's what they're going to do, and then people are going to continue to downsize to smaller and smaller and smaller facilities. This is what they've been talking about with the 15-minute cities over in the U.K., where you only have X amount of times you can leave the city and you can only go certain ways certain times because they want everybody to be pushed in this little tiny miniature apartments where, you know, 150, 200 square foot. That's all you need. Nice, nice high rise apartments. Look at what they've been building all across the country now with these apartments. I mean, everywhere you go, it, you would be shocked. People come down to central Florida and you, it's like everywhere you go to Orlando now, all it is high density apartment complexes everywhere and i'm not exaggerating guys when i say everywhere i will literally be gone out of orlando for a month or two and i go back up there for something i got to do work up there and all of a sudden there's an entire area that was trees a few months before all of a sudden it's stick apartments just already being built i mean done two three months in they're already done as far as you can see literally as far as you can see there's a reason why they're doing this and they're setting this entire Higher thing up as a cascading series of events to prevent people from being able to own anything. And Florida now, I think, is being poised to be set up as the next Southern California, in my opinion. I mean, I love Florida. I've lived here my whole life, but you can see the writing on the wall. There's definitely something weird going on with Florida with the amount of people that are moving here, the amount of growth that's being allowed to occur from the planning commissioners, from the county commissioners, from the city commissioners, that is completely and totally uncontrollable and the aspect of it is there's no way for this to be sustainable at all here in florida because we're one side away from being an island <laughs> there's only one entry and one exit point out of florida and it's at the top unless you want to go by boat and so when you start adding in more and more and more high density apartments and you do not do any road expansion you do not do any type of you know management of the infrastructure then you start running into a very serious problem. And I, for some odd reason, I seem to be the only person as far as that has brought this up to a lot of the city commissioners and planning commissioners, and nobody else seems to care. Or is it that they do care and they don't care because they simply are getting paid? I don't know. Are they getting kickbacks? I don't know. I'm not there. I don't witness it. But one thing I can say is there's some very, very shady things that are happening. And when you see all these things coming together, it makes you really understand that there's a much bigger picture, and that's why it's so important to use wisdom and discretion as far as where you're moving, what you're doing, where you're going. And like Dad said, what you're buying and getting into right now, the market, you're going to see a dip again this year in the market. And, you know, sometimes that can also be buying opportunities. Sometimes it's a great opportunity to pick up stuff at a low price, and you can hold on to it. I mean, look what happened during COVID. I know a lot of guys 
They were getting involved in stuff right during the dip in the middle of 2020, building housing, getting stuff knocked out for next to nothing. And then all of a sudden, everything went through the roof. So again, be wise, be lucrative, but also to use discernment and wisdom. Like Dad said, pray about stuff. If you're getting a feeling on it and you're like, this is a good direction, I feel like doors are opening, okay, that's a good feeling. If you're getting that gut feeling that, hey, dude, this probably isn't a good idea, this this isn't feeling right, something isn't right, be discerning. Also, too, in other news, this is something that is interesting as well, is I saw – some of the stuff that came up yesterday with this speech with the bumbling buffoon Biden. And uh, it was interesting because, you know, he allegedly can go do this secret trip to Ukraine and basically tell the United States that we're in this forever war now against Russia because Russia's the boogeyman. And then he, he tries to get off teleprompter yesterday. And I just have to bring this up because it's humorous because the guy's a complete total clown. Anybody acting like he's actually running the show clearly doesn't know what's going on. And he goes, if we saw this happening, would we respond? Would we be strong? Or would be you, we would be, would we the, all the allies would be the, uh, or divided? I'm not sure exactly what that was supposed to mean, but I saw it, I heard it, and I couldn't help but laugh at the level of insult that we're being subjected to here in the United States. Because I'm, when he's talking, I'm waiting. And I just get this picture in my head because dad made the comment about it. I'm waiting for the circus music to come on behind him and literally the dancing elephants to start coming out behind Biden and a clown juggling something just behind him. And I'm just like, this is, it's a joke. This whole thing's a complete and total sham. And uh, the sad part is it's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny at all. And like dad brought up earlier, this whole thing with this, this lab grown meat. The crazy part about this is, and dad was bringing up, they're trying to continually manipulate the population by telling everyone, well, the FDA has approved this lab-grown chicken. The FDA doesn't approve foods. The FDA approves drugs. The US FDA did a pre-market consultation for the human food-made cultured animal cells, and they said – uh, yeah, we've done an evaluation of the firm's production process and the cultured meat, and uh, basically the voluntary pre-market consultation is not an approval process. Instead, it means after careful evaluation of the data and information shared by the firm, we have no further questions at the time about the firm's safety conclusion. So the company that is making this lab-grown tumor chicken food, Upside Foods, which is run by a medical doctor – puts the information that they've cherry-picked and hands it to the FDA and says, hey, FDA, read this paper that we're handing you. And the FDA looks at it and goes, I mean, everything in the paper looks legit. Here's the paper back. And now Upside Foods says, oh, we have FDA approval. FDA has approved the lab-grown meat. It's a complete and total lie. The FDA does not approve food. It approves drugs. And the crazy part about this is like Dad was bringing up about eating chicken tumors. I just got this disgusting picture in my head when he was talking about that, and this is where they're going with it. They're intentionally raising the prices of food because of inflation. They knew this was going to happen, and now they're going to be, oh, the saviors with the fake eggs and the fake meat and the fake chicken and the fake beef and all the other fake stuff they're going to make now. And there is zero, zero research or testing on what happens when human beings start eating copious amounts of lab-grown cultured cancer tumor fake chicken meat none zero kind of like there wasn't any significant research on rna gene therapy being injected into humans hmm. 
Sounds sounds like we're getting a trend here, aren't we? We're just suddenly bringing things out to market that have no business being in human consumed by humans, and yet suddenly it's got approval. You know, Dad was bringing up the the port topic earlier, and I know that's a big fiery topic down here in Florida because Floridians love their port. I've never been much of a pork eater. Once you go hog hunting and you see how nasty those things are, it's, it's up to your choice. And I had a conversation with a guy a little ways back about the same thing like Dad was saying. And I simply told him this. I said, listen, I said, you believe in the Bible. Regardless of if, as far as the dietary guidelines, we don't have to follow them now. We're not under the law anymore. We're saved by grace. I said, but God doesn't do things by accident. And I said, there's a reason why there were two unclean brought on the ark and seven clean brought on the ark because they weren't planning on eating the unclean meat. They were there for specific reasons in this entire ecosystem. And I asked him, he's like, well, it still doesn't matter because, you know, a lot of hogs now, they're cleaner than they were back then. The same argument that was talking about. And I said, yeah, that's that's a fact. They probably are cleaner and they're raised cleaner and they're not eating human feces like they were back then. I said, but they're still a scavenger animal. I said, when you're going on the side of the road and you see vultures flying around, I said, do you ever go, man, I wish I had my 12-gauge. I'd love to have me some tasty vulture legs today, some, some, some drumsticks, some thighs, some, some vulture thighs. And he goes, no, it's disgusting. I said, what do you think hogs do out in the wild? What do you think their main purpose is? I said, they eat carcasses. I said, same thing vultures do. I said, they're there for a specific purpose, and it's not for human beings to eat them. I said, so by all means, if you want to go eat vulture, which that's actually, I think it's protected. I don't think you can actually shoot those. I don't go run around telling people I'm telling you to do that. <laughs> but they, there are specific things that have specific purposes. And one thing is I can tell you right now, human beings' purpose was not to eat lab-grown, cancer-cultured, chicken-fake meat out of a lab. That's a fact. Also, too, in other news Record number of firearms are being seized at U.S. airports now. They said the TSA agents are seizing around 18 weapons every day in 2022 that are going through security. Now, one thing about this, majority of them, they even said this, majority of them were just completely and totally just accidental. People forgot they had a pistol in their luggage or their bags. They travel with it. They said a record 6,542 guns were seized by the TSA at security checkpoints in the United States last year. And one thing that's interesting about this is, first off, if you're going to fly commercial, know where your firearms are at. Come on. I mean, just being honest with you, I know it can be a uh, obvious, easy mistake, but just it's not worth the headache. I know a guy that had this happen, and he had his TSA pre-check revoked. He has concealed weapons license revoked. It was a big deal because he did this. The other thing about this is, well, this is starting to show you how many people are starting to carry firearms as well because a lot of people now are starting to understand what's actually happening in this big world we live in and how dark it can be sometimes and how bad it can be. And there's a reason why it's very important to make sure you know how to defend yourself because the entire concept of telling people that they have to essentially disarm so you know everybody can be safe in society. The issue with that argument that it has always been is no matter how disarmed or protected a citizenry is by their government – there are always going to be bad people that want to do bad things, and law enforcement is never there in most cases to protect you. It's up to the human being to protect themselves and their family. This has been a long, lifelong, world-long, human being-long concept that has always been understood as the ability for man to be able to protect himself and his family. This is one of the first times in this century, last century, in recorded history that we have 
agencies coming around telling people how you can and can't defend yourself, how you can do this on your property and not do that on your property. Before like 1900s, it was everybody defended themselves in the way they see fit. I mean, you see what's going on with this 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 guy over there in South Texas. I brought up yesterday that they find this random guy allegedly shot on his property, and he's charged with first degree murder now. Even though there's been no significant evidence pointing whatsoever, a that he murdered the guy, much less that it was premeditated first degree murder. Again, this is to try to make people believe they don't have a right and they don't have the ability to defend themselves. So always remember, there's a God-given right. The Second Amendment was not there to grant rights to the citizenry. The Second Amendment was there to state to any government official that they do not have the ability or right to prevent the population of the United States from being able to own whatever firearms they want. It was stated, this is their right. You cannot trample on it, period. That's why I've told people repeatedly, if you do not exercise and enforce your rights, there are people that will try to trample over them. So that being said, be vigilant and be strong and also stay trained and stay and have the ability to maintain situational awareness wherever you go and continue to get the truth out there and encourage others to do the same. What do you think, Ted? Well, you're right, Austin. If we don't maintain our Second Amendment rights, I mean, we're not going to keep them, period. I mean, you know, in Germany and so many of the countries in Europe, now you can't even have guns because, you know, Germany's an occupied state, which we mentioned earlier. And the reason I talk so much about Germany is because I know so much about Germany. My my mom was German, and I speak German. And so I like to tell you guys what happens in other countries if they follow the beat and march, marching orders of the New World Order. And it's just it's just it's sad when it happens. By the way, there's an interesting article from Zero Hedge that said the fate worse than Ukraine an American public school from one war zone to another. Eight, univers- eight years ago, University of Chicago professor John Mischheimer precisely predicted that the worst West Ukraine policy would get that country wrecked, which it has because we've allowed them to complete the shelling in there. And the, well, I'm not going to go into it. But even Professor Mischheimer probably couldn't have predicted what the West would find a new way to harm Ukrainians, exposing them to American public schools. <laughs> On Sunday, the San Francisco Chronicle published an astonishing article about a Ukrainian teen's experience in a San Francisco's public school that had prompted her to want to return to her war-torn country. She fled the war in Ukraine but failed to find a safe haven in the San Francisco Middle School. And I mean, I mean, I, it's just, you know, uh, I'm not even going to read this. It's just absolutely really crazy. You know, what's one thing is that they started yelling and cursing and moving toward her. Her aunt said to the early February encounter, the counselor came in and had to intervene. The next day, she stopped going to school and school officials offered her a security action plan. So she felt safe. Her aunt and mother had requested to transfer to another school where there could be they could start over without fear for her safety or an escort through the hallways. But so far. Yeah, it's like this is like Lord of the Flies in these schools. I mean, it really is. And the sad part about it is, this isn't just something that's in San Francisco. It's all over the country. I mean, you know, it's just, it just, it just, it is what it is. And so most people just sit back and they look at it. And they go, this, this is, this is just Looney Tunes. By the way, a former White House physician has now said that the medical cover up, Biden's medical, was a cover up. And now another person said to me yesterday that. This tour to Ukraine, Ukraine, they could have been using a body double because like Austin said, when, you, when Biden can't even talk, how can they take him into a war-torn country, make sure he doesn't wander off? <laughs> this is crazy. So you know, he's going to wander off and do something crazy in a war-torn country, so they got to make sure the quote-unquote supposed president of the United States isn't going to be taken away. Uh, also, uh, you know, it was also interesting, too, is that, you know, they've had the, dis- the deadliest Israeli attack now against Syria. Syria's got hit by an earthquake with Damascus. 
and the Syrians, the, Israel has just attacked the Damascus again. In, you know, this, is, this is ridiculous. As a country reels from an earthquake, Syria's foreign, foreign minister is condemning another Tel Aviv attack. It struck Damascus in the early mornings of Sunday, killing at least five people and critically wounding 15 others. Syria expects the United Nations Secretariat and Security Council to condemn the Israeli aggression and crimes and take the necessary measures to deter them, hold them accountable. My whole thing is the uh, USS Liberty. Just do the research on that. You know, the, the loss of the liberty and what happened in 1967. And what the Israelis did as far as strafing that ship 5,000 times, trying to sink it, not even thinking at all about what was happening to the sailors aboard and what they were doing. It wasn't until someone set an antenna up on a tower that had not been blown down and said that Israel was attacking them, did they stop? I mean, you think about that for a second. Did they stop? The only thing that stopped them was being basically set out that people would realize that they were doing something that was totally and completely illegal and absolutely a war act. But, of course, it was – say they ended up saying it was just something, a uh, mistaken identity, even though they were flying the stars and stripes over the ship. This huge you know, flag that was shot down by the aircrafts from Israel, and it's just it's, – it's nuts. But while you guys watch that movie, Sacrificing Liberty, it's a good movie. The Santos teams, by the way, has responded to a New York City mayor after he offers to teach the Florida governor about values. <laughs> now, I got to give DeSantis credit for having some, some cojones, okay? He goes up to New York, one of the most liberal states in the world, and basically starts talking about you know, how in the world they should be running their states. And so then now they're coming in they're saying they should teach him things about values. Uh, during his speech, DeSantis also took him of the woke ideology, telling the audience that the Sunshine State does not surrender to the woke mob and that Florida is where woke goes to die. You have absolutely got to love DeSantis. And uh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's just amazing that this guy is being given this type of national exposure. For what reason? That's what we have to ask ourselves. Because every time the globalist cabalists who own the media put people in the media like this and give them this type of exposure, there's always another reason. Because it's part of the plan to control both sides of the narrative. We'll see what happens with DeSantis, and we'll see how strong he stays and if he actually runs for the Republican nomination for president for 2024. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. You guys are amazing. Thank you for all the letters that you had about yesterday. You sent me about yesterday's show. I thought Harley did a good job also. I appreciate you guys. I love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, and I've always encouraged people to do the research on the SS Liberty. I mean that was such a horrific incident, and it was so covered up, and nobody ever wants to talk about it. The fact that 34 American sailors were dead and another 174 were seriously wounded with that attack from Israeli fighter jets. Yet, nah, bro, nothing to see here. Don't bring that up. We're not going to talk about that whatsoever. We're just going to cover it up and pretend like it didn't happen. And there's even survivors of it still that are still mad because there's never really been any type of significant answer. It's just kind of like, oh, well, whoopsie. Well, we're just going to kind of ignore that that happened. <laughs> Horrific incident. Also, too, giving everybody a heads up in the northern area. If you don't already know, you probably do. Be very cautious traveling over the next couple of days. Um, Michigan, Minnesota, everywhere up in the northeast, it's going to be getting hit with a very, very big winter storm. They're saying up to two feet of snow in some areas with a lot of ice. So be cautious. If you're planning on going up north, I would suggest you don't travel. <laughs> if you're planning on trying to go that way right now, just a heads up and give everybody a heads up. If you didn't already see it, big storm coming in. Because remember, global warming's happening. That's I mean, you know, we gotta we gotta do our part to prevent, you know, global warming. So <laughs> that'd be sarcastic, of course. 
So thank you guys again for getting the truth and news out there. You know, the more I continue to get emails from friends and listeners and the more support and the more the show grows and the more people forward the show and sign up for the newsletter and get the show out there, the more I'm beginning to realize that there actually are a lot of people that are really starting to wake up. And it's encouraging to me. And, you know, it really is. I have to say that it's really encouraging to know that there's so many people out there that are actually trying to get the truth out there like we are. And I thank you sincerely appreciate everything you do. Thank you for the continued support. If you need anything at all, you know where to get a hold of us. Healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the magnesium and malate on sale right now, along with the ultimate multiple powder. Uh, mega sale, 15% off. Check that out before it ends the end of the month. Thank you guys for getting the truth and staying firm and holding your convictions. That's one of the biggest things anybody can do is whatever you believe, hold it strong and hold to it. Don't, don't falter. Stand firm with it. I appreciate everything you guys continue to do. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Continue to stay strong, stay healthy, stay wealthy, and stay wise. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.